Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey there, welcome to Tita Talks, where we talk about K-drama and Pinoy, teleserie. And welcome to another halftime review. Ano matawag ko dito? <laughs> halftime review episode. <laughs> Na, grabe, it's been, it's been a long time since I've done this type of episode. And if you're new here, welcome to Tita Talks. Now, normally, when I review um, a K-drama series or Pinoy Telesere, it's usually a full review of it. Um, but, if I am watching a currently airing uh, or ongoing K-drama series, I do a halftime review. So, if it's a 16-episode se- series, I do an, a halftime review after the 8th episode. And, ito na nga, kakatapos lang couple of days ago ng 8th episode ng series na ito. That's why I am here to give you your halftime review. Now, I did ask this on Twitter, if you follow me, which is at TalksTita. I did ask if we want this type of episode again. And some of you did say yes. And alam nyo naman, utu-utu ako. <laughs> so, <laughs> nakinig ako at eto na nga. We are going to do a halftime review of the ongoing Netflix series that I'm currently loving. And I think marami sa inyo ang minamahal din ang series na ito. I am talking about the recent series of Kim Soyun. It's okay to not be okay. Now, just like the previous halftime reviews for the other series that I did, so basically sa halftime review, Ikukwento ko lang sa inyo ang initial thoughts ko about the series. Very short lang to. <laughs> Tapos mga 30 minutes mahigit na naman yung episode. Oh my God, ang hirap pigilan magdaldal. But anyway, okay. So, for those that are not aware, Kim Soyeon is finally back after enlisting in the military. So he was actually discharged. Discharged... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, discharge is the right term. Discharge from the military, um, July 2019. And before he made this series, he had some cameo roles sa Hotel de Luna and Crash Landing on You, which everybody loved. But he's now finally back on the small screen via the, the Netflix series, It's Okay to Not Be Okay. And kapartner niya dito ang just ko naman, ang gandang babae din to eh. Tsaka yung boses niya. Oh my gosh. Napaka pang ASMR si ate. <laughs> I'm talking about So Yeji who plays a role as Ko Munyong. 
And Kim Soyeon here plays the role as uh, Mon Kang Tae. And along with jo- Oh Jong Se, who probably naalala nyo ito sa series na When the Camellia Blooms. Siya yung parang second love line doon, di ba? May mang, yung attorney, tsaka yung asawa niyang mahilig sa chica babes. <laughs> Yun. He plays the role as Mon Sang Tae, the brother of Kim So Young's character. So, silang tatlo, they lead the cast of It's Okay to Not Be Okay, which is actually... <laughs> Alam mo nung pinapanood ko yung series, hindi ko maiwasan na maalala yung mga movies na dinerek ni Tim Burton. Alam niyo ba yun? Kilala niyo? I'm sure kilala niyo yun. Anyway, ganun kasi yung feels ng series na to. Very gothic, dark, magical, something like that. Pero technically, hindi talaga siya magical. It's just that yung feeling mo parang ganun na may elements siya ng magic. But anyway, so the series is all about um, Kim Soyun, who is a psychiatric ward, and Moon, or character of uh, Soyeji, which is Kum Yong, who is a children, uh, children book, children's book writer. Na my antisocial personality. Now, when this actually was first released, yung parang, um, nung inaccept na nila yung role nila, and then kwenento na, or nasa news na kung ano magiging takbo ng series, I really find it odd na parang hindi, hindi ko maisip kung paano magkoconnect ang buhay ng isang psychiatric ward nurse at isang children's book writer. And then, nung sinabi nila na yung children's book writer medyo may pagka-heavy yung character niya na may marami siyang mga life bag, mga baggages sa buhay, kumaga. And yun nga, linabas na nila na may antisocial personality disorder si Ate Mosa. Parang, okay, pero I still don't understand kung paano naging children's book writer. Ang <laughs> isang tao may antisocial disorder. I mean, give it to the Koreans back para gumawa ng mga ganitong type of characters. I mean, I've been watching a lot of Korean dramas my whole life. And I still am surprised, honestly. Surprised pa rin ako every time na naglalabas sila ng mga characters and yung mga job description or personality description. Parang, Ha? Paano? <laughs> Parang napakahirap na isipin, i-connect mo yung, diba? Kasi when you think of a ch- children's book writer, you think of someone na very loving, nanay, most likely nanay kasi alam na yung mga, alam ng mga kabataan, yung mga kids niya. But then, diba? Tapos biglang may antisocial dis- personality disorder, someone na very heavy yung trauma sa childhood and all that. Parang, what? <laughs> but then, I, as soon as I started watching the series, it finally made sense kung paano sila nag-connect, yung characters nila, and kung paano naging possible nga na ang isang taong may antisocial personality disorder would be a very renowned children's book writer. <laughs> Kasi nga, talagang malatim Burton yung datingan ni ate mo. His, uh, she's very dark. Kumbaga, I mean, antisocial and all that. And yung mga libro niya, it reflects that. But somehow, it is popular in the series. 
kumbaga. <laughs> But anyway, bigay na natin sa kanila yun. So yun na nga. So somehow they met and they their lives got entangled. And from then on, they started to be at each other's side. And yun, ayoko na mag-spoil kasi halftime pa lang to. So there's still a lot more time for you to watch and catch up on this series because I am telling you, this is actually what's... Mm, siguro ito yung pinaka... Inuusa, pinag-uusapan ngayon na pinag-uusapan dahil maganda. Kasi, you know, alam na natin na nangyari sa Take Him, yung sa <laughs> The King Eternal Monarch. Although maganda siya, pero pinag-uusapan siya on some other things. Not just like good things, pero may mga iba pang rason kung bakit siya naging popular. But anyway, let's not talk about that. So, yun. Um, again, I still find it weird na yung mga professions nila di talaga nag-uulit-ulit yung mga professions ng mga K-drama series except sa mga air ng mga companies but even that di ba yung mga table na tinatawag natin sa mga series even that yung company na minamanage nila or pag-aari nila hindi rin na paulit-ulit no di ba parang wah okay So, parang ang daming profession na lumalabas sa mga series na hindi mo iniisip na pwedeng pag-usapan. Kasi usually, di ba, sa atin, ang mga series natin, ang mga pida natin, always mga businessman, teacher, nurse, doctors. Well, bihira nga yung mga doctors eh. Usually, mga attorney. Pero... Most of the time, businessman, businesswoman, housewife, ganun. Mga anak ng senador, yung mga mayaman na walang trabaho, kundi wala, mag-shopping. So, yun, I, I still am amazed about that. But anyway, dami ko na namang sinabi. So, my thoughts, my initial thoughts on the series, unang-una na lahat, sa lahat. etong series na to, oh my God. na imagine ko na ang samahan ng mga religious tita na sabay-sabay na napapaama namin <laughs> sa mga scenes, sa mga lines. Because if you are watching on Netflix, they actually don't censor anything. Whereas kung nanonood ka sa Korea and you're watching on the cable television network, um, TVN, I think is... Oh yeah, TVN. Sinesensor pa nila doon. Kasi nga, ang... Samahan ng mga religious Korean titas ay talagang magwawala kung ilalabas nila. Pero sa Netflix, although yung parang may R, may mark na parang R18, R12, yung mouth ng mga, mga bida, just to, parang hindi nila ma, 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 hindi mo mabasa yung sinasabi ng character. Pero yung audio, hindi nila tinanggal. So you really get what she was saying <laughs> in episode 7 I think well, yung talagang parang oh my god just ko na-imagine ko na naman yung mga religious titas nag-e-email na naman sa TVN sa Netflix nire-reclam <laughs> and that's actually one of the initial um, scandal na matuturing or issue ng series na to it's because of the lines and the scenes na very racy uh, very risky <laughs> And I think it's about time. I mean, hindi nga talaga siguro magiging madali. But unti-untiin lang natin. Nakakarating din tayo sa pagiging 
open at hindi na masyadong conservative ng mga Korean dramas. But anyway, yun, in- initial thoughts ko talaga parang, oh my God, nakakaloka yung scene sa motel. <laughs> parang sabi ko, oh, just ko Lord, may, masa- may makakatanggap talaga ng love letter sa Korea <laughs> dahil sa scene na to. And true enough, marami nga talagang nagre-reklamo dahil sa mga scenes na, yun nga, masyado talagang crazy. <laughs> But anyway, that's it. Um, I actually love it. Uh, for me, it's about time. And it's in her personality. So it really is true enough. Parang someone with an antisocial, very vocal, yung parang walang filter ang bunganga, would really say those things kapag may gusto sila. So parang nagiging true to life. Parang ganun sa akin. So it's more realistic, kumbaga. Now, One thing that I noticed though, it's already episode 8 and wala pa akong song na part ng OST na nagsistick sa akin. Na wala, hindi pa ako naghahanap ng mga songs sa Spotify. Normally, I, I think I remembered sa Crash Landing on You, I think by episode 4 or 6, I have already downloaded some of the songs na talaga namang nag-stick sa akin sa, while watching the series. So, you, 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 nandun sa tendency mo yung hanapin siya, pakinggan siya ulit, kasi it's a really good song. There were some songs, and I think the songs that were created for the series are really um, appropriate. Kasi may mga songs siya I think si Hazy ata yung kumanta, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, Google nyo na lang. Yung song niya na parang magical, yung mga parang uh, parang may mga kaluluwa yung kumakanta yung parang ganun, yung ayaw mong mapakinggan pag mga alas dos na madaling araw at mag-isa ka lang sa bahay, <laughs> yun, yun yung mga songs na napakinggan ko on the very first few episode, but so far wala ko nung parang love song, walang pop well, I don't really expect a bop or a pop song but I do expect a love song at least and so far wala pa akong may, na, may play sila but then hindi nga sila pa nag-stick sa akin maybe by the time na matapos na yung full series maybe may mag-stick na sa akin but so far wala so medyo tagilid tayo doon ng konti, medyo nangihinayang ako at that point now I also love the mental health discussions of the series. So, if you have googled at least the series, you probably know that the character, yung character ni Ojong Se dito, si Moon, Moon Sangte, um, he has autism. And although siya yung panganay, siya yung mas matanda sa character naman ni Kim Soyun, hindi siya yung um, yeah, he has autism so his mind is similar to those of kids but, but ano naman siya siya yung medyo progressive na autism na nakakapag travel alone, by bus um, he works he studies and all that is um, may mga functions functional kumbaga parang ganon anyway I'm sorry hindi ko alam kung ano yung right medical term for them So, patawarin nyo na ako kung hindi ako, hindi ko mahanap yung tamang word. But anyway, yun. Um, so, his character here plays a big role as well in connecting the two. Because his character, since 
may autism nga siya and his mind is like of a child. He loves um, children's book na gawa naman ni Ko Munyong, yung character ni So Yeji. And yun, since character ni Kim So yun, he loves his brother. So, sinusuportahan niya um, sa mga gusto niya, sa, sa children's book, sa pagiging fan ni Ko Munyong. And that's how they ended up meeting each other. So, from then on, ayun, nagtuloy-tuloy na yung kwento and ayoko na mag-spoil. So, tama na yun. <laughs> Now, um, yeah, there, so the story really revolves about psychiatric clinic or hospital na pinagtatrabahoan ni Mon Kang Tae and his brother na may autism and the patients ng okay psychiatric hospital. Yun yung naging parang doon nagre-revolve yung story the, the character yung mga cast or characters sa story na merong mga mental illness and I really love yung cameo dito ni um, ni Kwak Dong Yun so he played uh, the role of one of the patients and the, yung scene niya sa episode 4 na nag-breakdown siya and nilabas niya talaga lahat ng nasa isip niya at nasa puso niya. Oh my gosh. Ay, talagang napaluha ako doon. So, so far, ang ganda ng nagiging takbo ng kwento for me. Um, I just wish na maybe per episode they would, yung parang um, per episode meron silang i-discuss na patient ng okay psychiatric hospital and then discuss what they're going through kasi may iba dito na may nag-experience ng grandeur ng delusion ng maraming mga ano eh, mental illnesses ang mention and it's i sort for me ah, it's an eye opener on the point of view of those patients not just with the family kung paano hina-handle nila. Kasi dito, nakikita mo din kung ano yung point of view nung mga characters na nag-experience ng discrimination. Because even though na pinag-uusapan na siya ngayon compared to the years before na mental illness is really taboo, dito kasi, kahit pinag-uusapan na, we still experience or people still experience um, discrimination. Lalo na pag nalaman na nila that you're taking medicines or you're going to doctors. And seeing it from the eyes of those patients is, for me, still an eye-opener. Ang, ang dami ng series na nagtakal ng mga tungkol sa mga mental illnesses. But still, it's refreshing to know, to get a different side or point of view. And that's what I'm loving, currently loving about this series. Now, Another thing that I really love so far is the cinematography. Oh my gosh, the lighting, the editing, ang transition. Oh my gosh, ang transition ng mga scenes, ng mga episode, ang ganda. <laughs> Parang oh my gosh, ang ganda. It's it's such so pleasing to the eyes. <laughs> 
may mga scenes doon na parang ako na lang mismo napapawaw. <laughs> napapawaw talaga ako dahil ang ganda ng transition ng isang scene. Kasi normally in a series or any teleserie or anything like that, pag nagta-transition from one scene to another, normally either nagpa-pan out, zoom out, or nag-zoom in. Parang ganun lang, di ba? Parang yun yung usual. But then dito may mga kakaiba yung mga transition niya eh. So, I love it. I really, really love it. And I also love the use of animations. Kasi parang ang nagiging takbo niya is every episode, there's a new book that they tackle. Uh, and this book is somehow related to what the whole episode would be. And I just love also that some of these um, scenes or episode use animations as a form of storytelling dun sa mga dun sa kwento ng book na magiging topic somehow magiging topic ng series or ng episode na yun I love it ay just ka I hope they continue to use animations I don't know if kung ano pang mga kind of effects ang gagawin ni Direct but I'm anticipating it I really love the cinematography one another thing that I also love about the series the location and the set design. Now, I don't know kung totoong yung psychiatric hospital is talagang parang on top of a cliff na may view ng ocean or sea and yun, parang it's too good to be true na makakuha sila ng ganung location but somehow I believe na meron silang closely sa I don't know, maybe google nyo na lang or uh, maybe check on Instagram hindi ko alam kung totoong location yun. But I do know na yung bahay, yung uh, mansion or palace, ano ba tawag sa kanya? Basta yung parang bahay ni, ng karakter ni Komon yung, na karakter, ni Komon yung, is partially CGI. Yung parang front door niya ata was built, but then the rest of it are CGI. And of course, yung interior, yung sa loob mismo, ano na lang yun, set set design yun. So, ang ganda. Ang ganda ng pagkakagawa. Ang isang tanong ko lang is, bakit hindi malang nagwalis si Kumon yung... <laughs> hindi malang niya inalis yung mga alikabok bago siya natulog, bago siya naglalamyerda dun sa kanilang sala, sa hagdan. Hindi <laughs> ko siya nakitang nagpunas. At paano niya nadala lahat ng damit niya? <laughs> Kasi parang hindi naguulit ng damit si ate, pero parang wala naman akong nakitang malalaking bagahe. Kasi nga ako, isang overnight lang na ano, dami ko nang dala, di ba? Tuwalya. Pag mga outing, tuwalya, damit. Tapos, ekstrang damit in case na basa pa yung dala mong damit, di ba? Tapos, si ate mo, doon na tumira. Pero, hindi ko nakita na nagdala o nagbitbit ng mga bagahing pagkalaki-laki. So, <laughs> hindi ko get. <laughs> Pero, <laughs> bakit ko nga ba yung kinikwento? Anyway, di ba? Ang ganda ng location and set design niya. I really love it. It adds to the atmosphere. Kasi yung okay psychiatric hospital, napakaliwanag, maganda yung view, parang ang presko-presko. Tapos yung bahay naman ni Kumon yung very dark, wood, dark woods, tapos mga chandelier lang talaga. Hindi ko nga rin alam kung paano siya nagpakabit ng kuryente. Kasi edi ba layo niya? As ang tagal niya nang hindi doon pumupunta. So, I... <laughs> Bakit ko ba ito pinag-uusapan? Anyway, moving on. Um, right now, nakukulangan din ako sa second love line. Parang in every K-drama series, we always want to also have a second love line. And I've been saying this 
na importante na magkaroon ka rin ng second love line. Ito yung parang love story din within the series. Hindi sila yung bida. Pwedeng mga supporting na uh, supporting cast. Sila yung ano eh, sila yung parang paghuhugutan mo ng kilig kapag nagkakaroon na ng naglalab, nagkakalaboan na yung bida. So, so far, although yung CEO ng publishing company which napaka-pogi din ni Kuya, no? Lalo na may balbas. Ang pogi. Although siya nilalandi-landi niya si si Nari or si sino? Nam Jury, Jury, Nari. Ay, wong ko kung anong pangalan ni ate mo. Basta yung nurse na may gusto kay ano, Mon, Kan- Mon Kangte. Diba? Kahit nilalandi-landi niya yun, parang hindi ko pa nararamdaman. And it's already episode 8. Diba? Parang, ano na, kailangan ko na ng second love line. So anyway, yun. Nakukulangan ako sa kanya. Wala pa ako nakikita second love line. Although yung... I guess, pwede mo na rin maituring yung supporting-supporting cast. Yung mga patient ng okay, psychiatric hospital, yung babaeng laging umiiyak, tsaka yung lalaking alcoholic. Pero hindi ka rin eh. Hindi rin eh. Kasi talagang pahapyaw lang sa kanila. Hindi rin masyadong focus. Kasi nga, support-support lang sila. Eh, yun. Hinahanapan ko din ng second love line si CEO. Total gwapo naman siya. At si ate mo, para hindi niya naguluhin si, ano, si Moon Kang Tae, tsaka si Common Yong. So, yun. Medyo nakukulangan ako dun. Um, ano pa ba? In terms of nakukulangan, yun lang talaga, tsaka OST. Yun yung medyo hindi pa ako natutuwa <laughs> sa ngayon. Pero, kung usapang tuwa rin lang naman, tuwang-tuwa ako sa mga supporting cast. Lalo na sa paborito kong supporting cast na si Park Jinjo who plays the role as the PA or art, hindi naman PA, technically naging PA na lang siya ni CEO uh, Sang-in. Pero, she's actually the art director ng uh, publishing company. She plays the role of Yu Song-jae and <laughs> Siya talaga yung bumubuhay sa series for me. So, in terms of the funny scenes, kasi talagang ang tuwang-tuwa ako sa hirit ni ate. <laughs> At sa pag-aawayan nila ni si Oli. Ano kaya kung sila magkatuluyan, no? In the end. In the end, sila pala yung parang may mangyari sa kanila and then from then on, maging awkward. And then from then on, ma-realize nila that they actually do have feelings for each other. Na parang yung nag-aaway sila kasi pasyado sila nag-care. Gets mo? <laughs> Imagination ko lang. Pero what if, di ba? Nako, ewan ko na lang. But anyway, yun. Siya talaga yung bumubuhay sa akin for the funny seasons. I guess maybe also a little bit of yung friend ni, ano, ni Mong Kangte, si uh, Jo Jeso. Medyo konte pag nagdadrama siya, hindi ko nga alam kung bakit siya may, may pagka-attachment or may, medyo clingy si Kuya mo kay ano, Mong Kangte. But anyway, abangan na lang natin sa mga susunod na episode. Now, before patuluyang humaba itong episode na to na halftime review lang naman talaga. <laughs> I-share ko na sa inyo yung mga things na inaabangan ko and predictions ko about the next half of the series. Now, of course, if you've been watching the series, you know about the mystery sa nanay ni Komunyong. Now, I actually have a feeling na yung nanay niya had something to do with the death 
ng nanay ni uh, Mon Kangte. I'm not sure kung siya yung pumatay. I'm thinking hindi siya aabot sa pagpatay but then somehow maaring nakita siya ni Sangte wearing something na may butterfly and nung makita niya ito ay nakita rin niya yung nanay niya na lifeless or duguan and somehow na-connect niya yung dalawa and that's why may fear of butterflies si Sangte which yun nga feeling ko may kinalaman doon feeling ko yun yung magiging pinakamalaking problema nila is about their past yung past nung nanay ni Common Yong at yung past nila ng yung magulang nila ni Nakangte at ni Sangte So, feeling ko yun yung magiging struggle nila if they would be able to forgive each other for their mom's past, parang ganun, or something like that. And prediction ko naman sa kung bakit galit na galit yung tatay ni Komunyong sa kanya, I feel that there was a big misunderstanding. I feel that somehow, iniisip niya from the very start na yung anak niya is weird or may psychological problem because parang siguro kinondition siya ng asawa niya to think that her child or their child is different or something like that. So parang feeling ko sa isip niya it is possible for their own child to commit murder and siguro no nakita niyang parang wala malang reaction or parang blank lang yung anak niya, yung si Kumon yung nung bata pa, while standing in front of the dead mom's body, or yung duguan, somehow I feel na iniisip niya, or nagkaroon ng misunderstanding, and he thought na maybe si Kumon yung ang rason kung bakit namatay yung asawa niya. So yun, I, I feel something na yung nangyari sa kanila in the past was a big misunderstanding and it has to do with the antisocial personality disorder ni Komunyong. And somehow, yun nga, yung, dahil sa disorder niya na yun, she has no feeling, she doesn't cry on things, even death ng sarili niyang nanay. And yun nga lang, hindi ko rin maintindihan kung ano yung ginawa sa kanya nung nanay niya in the past feeling ko talagang ang laking trauma, ang laking scar nung tinatago ni, ng karakter ni, ano nito, ni Soyeji. Feeling ko ang bigat ng bagahe niya. Kaya nga, may episode, may scene din doon na parang iyak siya ng iyak dahil nagkaroon siya ng nightmare na buhay yung mama niya na parang ganun. Somehow, somehow, I think that's how things would go. Ewan ko na lang. Hintay na lang natin yung full episode and let's talk about that on the next episode once I do a full review of the series. So again, It's Okay to Not Be Okay is available legally <laughs> via Netflix. It's uh, every Saturday and Sunday and yeah, that's it so far. So if you have any questions or if you want me to do a review of any other series or if you want to join me to talk about the series that you've recently watched and you really loved, I'm always available. You just send me a tweet or a DM. My Twitter is at TalksTita. And that's it. Good night, kids. I love you, Bruno Mars.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.